Welcome to The Cosmic Calling, a podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs and creative souls on a mission to align their life and career with the cosmos. I'm Natalie Wallstein, career astrologer at Soulshine Astrology, and I hope you're ready to unlock your cosmic calling. In this episode, I'm chatting with Leslie Tagorda about how she found her cosmic calling as a brand navigator for New Moon Creative Co. and her tips for finding the brand that was written in the stars for you. I'm super pumped about this conversation because I love looking at all of the amazing ways that using astrology can help us find so much clarity in our businesses. And I think this will be the perfect episode for anyone who's struggling with branding themselves online while portraying the right image that not only looks good, but actually feels really in tune and authentic too. So let's dive in and get started. Hi, Leslie. Welcome to the show. Hi, Natalie. Thank you for having me. Yes, I've been really looking forward to chatting with you because as a former designer myself, branding astrology is one of my favorite subjects and it'll be so much fun to get your take on how you're actually using it as a brand designer or a brand navigator as you call it. Yes. And I know you've been coaching and designing visual brands and websites since 2002 but recently you decided to infuse your love of astrology into this work as well. Yes, it was time that I integrated the two things. I don't know why I didn't do it sooner. It just came in divine timing, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's what I tell my clients as well. (laughs) So let me just start off by asking you, why have you decided to make it your mission to infuse astrology into the business branding process you're using for your clients instead of just kind of going the typical route that most brand designers go? Oh gosh, that's such a great question. Well, when I was going just kind of the typical route that most branding designers went, I was finding out that we were just ending up in the same place all the time for all of my clients. My clients were not really getting impact because they weren't really able to stand out from the competition because we were doing things just the same old, same old way. But when I figured out um, kind of my astro branding framework, what I discovered is that because our natal charts are so unique, just like individuals, there's no individual that has the same natal chart as another person, that this was like the key to create a completely unique brand for a person that was going to serve a North Star for a brand and giving them direction on where to grow their business, how to connect with customers, how to style, their visuals, and just so much more. It just seemed like a perfect fit. Yeah. And a brand encompasses so many things besides just like how pretty your logo is. So I love how you're drawing upon all of these different aspects that are going to ultimately lead to true success in a business besides just looking pretty. Oh my goodness. Yes. That's such a, you know, like a myth about a brand. I hear people saying, I need a rebrand and they come to me for a new logo, but really your brand is your logo is just the tip of the iceberg of the whole brand and your brand what I like to tell my clients is that your brand is the experience the total experience that someone has with your business and if your brand isn't aligned then you're just not going anywhere 
It's so true. And if you don't like your brand, then you have trouble promoting it because you're like, I don't want to show people this. Oh, yes. I'm sure you see that a lot. I see that's like one of like the ways people stay stuck is that they're just hiding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whereas if you love your brand, you want to show everyone, you want to get it out there. You want to be like, look how pretty my logo is and how it fits in with all the different aspects of my business. And it all is like creates this experience, like you said. For sure. And most people, they once they have a beautiful brand, they definitely go that route and say, hey, look at me, I have this great thing. And there's still a subset of people that once they do all the work in creating a beautiful brand or a website, they do nothing with it. Yes. Yeah. That's why I stopped being a designer <laughs> because <laughs> I just spent so long working on these brands for my clients and I just put my heart and soul into it and it looks so great. And then like a couple months down the line, they're not even updating it and they're not even using it. So it really bummed me out. Yeah, I've seen that problem. You know, I've been doing this for a very long time and I've seen that problem over and over and over again. And oftentimes if the client is open to it, I'll often look to their chart to see exactly where they're getting stuck because yeah, that is just the tip of the iceberg, but there's usually so many fears that are lurking behind that just really prevent many women business owners from taking the next step forward. Mm -hmm. And even just being clear on what your business model is going to do and what you're here to share. And there's just so much more. So why do you love branding so much? What is your favorite thing about doing this work? Well, ultimately, my favorite thing about doing branding is really connecting with women business owners. Like if you had to ask me like where I am in the most state of flow is that I love being on the phone or video or meeting in person with a client and hearing all of their dreams, all of their roadblocks, and just kind of getting an overview of where their business is. And then all of these things just start to percolate in my mind. I can see all of the unseen opportunities and I can look at their chart and see where they're not living to their highest purpose. Before, when I was just just doing the design part, I was just looking at one part of somebody's complete brand but I knew the rest of like what was happening underneath all the undercurrents that were happening beneath their brand and that was bringing me the most joy was seeing where they were missing opportunities and so that's how I decided to kind of transform just the design business into an overall brand strategy and brand consulting. Has it been hard for you to rebrand your business as something that might seem I guess a little more Woo woo. <laughs> I know you've changed the name and everything. So, have you had to switch your client base as part of this shift too? No, not at all. It's been great. One of my gifts is that um, I don't suffer from <laughs> perfectionism. <laughs> <laughs> love to I love to just put things out there even if it's not completely perfect so I'm still in the um some things still are branded as my old business but all of my clients so far that you know they've received emails they've seen all of the change they can feel the new energy and power that is behind this new brand people have been coming out of the woodwork people that I haven't heard for from in five years are saying hey Leslie I need your help again. They they want a little bit of this energy as well. Yes. I see that all the time with my clients too, who come to me and they're like a health coach or a life coach or something that seems pretty 
basic or streamlined. And they're like, but I want to infuse more spirituality into it. And I hear that all the time. So I think people are really craving it and they're just waiting for us to open it up and allow it to be a thing that people are used to doing. Yes. And when people can see like either you or me or anybody making changes, they get inspired and say, hey, they want to make that change too. And I just love it when people are ready to come and ask for that change because then you know that they're really ready for it. Something really cool I love about you is that you have clearly designed your business around your astrology chart, and I wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> yes. I'm looking at your chart, and it's so beautiful how you're expressing this energy through the work you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. So do you mind if we dive in and chat about your chart? Oh, I would love it. First of all, you are an Aquarius. And your son is in your ninth house of education, exploration, and self-discovery. This shows that you express yourself the best by learning everything you can about the subjects you're most fascinated by and then bringing back, it can be new age or forward thinking wisdom to help move others forward into the future in an innovative, exciting, and maybe even slightly eccentric way compared to everybody else. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's for sure me. I find it so funny though, because we're in the age of Aquarius. So a lot of times astrologers use the word eccentric or I don't know, weird or cutting edge to describe Aquarius, but that's going to become more and more our reality. So we won't be able to use those words anymore because it will just be normal. It will just be our natural state. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Next up, your moon is in Sagittarius which is also about learning and teaching, but it's in your sixth house of daily work and wellness. So you are the happiest when you're able to draw upon all of the information you've ever learned and have been interested in or experienced to help make others work or their everyday lives easier, more efficient, and streamlined by getting super organized on a very practical level. And essentially, you're helping to create kind of this vehicle that's going to help someone get their message out into the world so their business can really thrive, which is a practical thing to do. And I know for me, I did not feel like my business was actually physically real until I had my brand and my logo and my website. So in a lot of ways, branding makes up a huge part of the organization of your business. And the fact that you're using astrology to come up with this structure is so perfect because there really is an endless amount to learn from this combination of branding and astrology, which someone with their moon in Sagittarius loves. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Natalie, you have such a beautiful way of reading a chart. I just love how you explain things and it's it's just beautiful. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I think it's because my career line is in Libra and Libra has a way of like making things kind of flowery. It suits you perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I also love that your moon is right next to your Neptune. So that infuses more of like a spiritual quality and otherworldliness and kind of being more intuitive about the way you set up the structure and organize people's workflow. Yeah, um, it's funny that you say that because I would often fight that a lot, fight the spirituality and say, think about, oh, well, people don't respond well to the woo-woo-ness of things. But when I finally got up the gumption to do it, I found that people craved it and wanted it. 
And that's funny you say that too, because your Mars is in your 12th house of spirituality. So you are actually really driven and passionate about aligning yourself with a higher purpose. And you'll actually want to work harder when you're doing that. Oh my goodness, for sure. You probably have a very similar call. I've heard you mention how if you wanted to talk about something woo-woo, you can talk about it so for hours and hours. And I feel the same way too. Yeah, that's how you know you're doing the right thing. For sure. So next, your rising sign is in Gemini, which shows that the job or role you're here to physically do for a living is to make a statement or spread a message. And Gemini is such a great sign for a branding designer because your job is to help someone spread their message in a way that will be really easy for others to understand and grasp. And that is basically what the role of branding and web design is. Yes, it's all of that airy communication, chit-chatty funness of the Gemini that I think I love to bring out in my brand. And I notice you have Saturn really close to your rising sign as well. As chatty and fun-loving as you might seem, there's also kind of this seriousness. You have really strong teacher energy or coach energy. So you're guiding people to streamline their business and also keeping them accountable for getting the work done and leading them through that process. And I know you offer trainings and workshops to help explain how to do this too. Yes, definitely. You got it perfectly. Yeah. And then the last part of your cosmic calling I like to look at is your career line or your midheaven, which is in Pisces. So combined with your Gemini rising, you're meant to help spread messages in a way that's easy to understand while also inspiring and uplifting others to believe in themselves and the magic of the world, which is where the Pisces element comes in and where the astrology element comes into all of this as well. Yes, that's part of um, when I'm doing my own branding for my business, and that's how I, I figured out this astro branding framework was the the inspiration was like this huge part. I knew that I had to not only be a teacher, but be an inspiring teacher, Hmm. Yeah. And to go deeper too, because Gemini is usually kind of more on the surface, like things look good and they make sense. Mm-hmm. But Pisces is about like deeply connecting with the soul of, of someone and what they're really trying to bring across and the feeling and emotions that surround that too. Ah, yay. So I've, I'm, I'm aligned with my brand. Yes. <laughs> you are. <laughs> that would be horrible if you weren't. Right. That's your job. <laughs> I see so many other amazing things on your chart. That would be so much fun to geek out over because you really are just living it up. (laughs) But I'd love to move on and chat more about branding astrology. Yes. So first of all, what does it mean to have a brand? And what do you think makes a brand really successful? The way that I look at a brand is I look at it in three parts of a whole where we look at the vision of your brand, where, you know, what you do really well, what your secret sauce is, where you want to go with your brand and having everything kind of aligned there with the vision. That's kind of like big picture meta thinking. And then I love to look at the voice of the brand and helping people find their voice, which is really aligned with what you were saying with the rising sign with your outward brand and creating the language that not only is going to emotionally connect with our ideal clients, but really just have people be confident in what they're saying that they know that they have, uh, how they're saying it is really adding value to the world and not 
not feeling salesy or icky. And so that's a big component of a brand is having that really um, finding their voice. And then the other aspect that I, of course, look at the, at branding because I have a background in web and graphic design is their style. Because we have to style to impress. We live in a very visual world, as we know. A good looking brand is the doorway, as you mentioned, to a business. And if we don't look good and if we don't have a consistent look, then people are never going to enter the doorway to learn more about our business. Mm, so true. Those three kind of aspects of a business, they interact in different ways and they interact together and it's really important. So for example, if a business had this beautiful brand, like a beautiful logo, but then they had nothing of value to say or nothing emotional to connect with their fan or their prospective client, then their voice falls short and then they don't connect with that person and they lose the sale or they lose the the influence. That's why the voice is very important as well. Yes, also very true. Both sides are really, really important to get people in the door. And then once they're in the door, to keep them interested and invested in what you're going to have coming out next too. Yes. Let's say a new client comes to you and they want to get started with a new brand. They have this new business they want to start and now they want you to help them get clear on how to portray themselves in an authentic, professional way. So where do you begin? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> um, it really depends on how they how people want to work with me. Oftentimes people just kind of wanted to do it for you. I just need a logo there pretty clear on their vision. We take them through this discovery session and I look at their chart kind of on the um, like in a mini level, a mini astro branding reading of their chart and go from there and just designate certain milestones in their chart. But if they're really looking for something deeper, like they've been doing business for, you know, X amount of years and just kind of tired of doing things same old way, but don't know how to kind of pivot in their business, then I encourage them to go through a program that I have called Crystallize. And it's a basically a 12-week program where we do a full in-depth chart reading and we create eight the foundation for every aspect of their brand from their vision to systems to help them if they have missing elements and also design. So it's it's more in depth. And I really encourage a lot of people to start that route because oftentimes, as you know, if we're just kind of quickly going over things and just focusing on one aspect, other things are not fully developed. Kind of what you were saying before where how you could have like a really beautiful logo, but then you don't know what to send in your newsletter or you don't even know what to post. You have all these beautiful graphics or on the flip side, you know what to write about, but you don't know how to show up or how to portray that information. So there's a lot of different pieces to the puzzle that need to come together. Yes. To feel confident too in even putting yourself out there. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. That's that's what I normally tell my clients is that I can help them gain confidence and clarity because the clarity is also like another big thing, right? Like we run through our business and we're not really intentional or we don't know where we want to go or we're always second guessing ourselves. Uh, that's where things can get really murky and when there's no clarity. But if you have clarity, then that gives you confidence. Mm -hmm. And that's so important for a buyer to see too. They want to buy from someone who's very clear on what they offer and who it's for and how 
that's going to be done. So what's going to happen when they choose to hit the buy button? What's the steps that are going to come next? So you need to be clear so that they can be clear and they want to give you their money because they feel like they can trust what you're going to do with it. Yes, the money will come back to them in value and like return on investment. Mm-hmm. So do you look at business charts as well or do you mainly focus on the chart of the person starting the business? I do look at business charts as well. Um, I do work with a bunch of nonprofits as well. And like for organizations where the owner isn't necessarily like the face of the brand, I'll look at the business chart as well. And we can determine together like the time when that organization decided that that was the moment their business took their first breath. And then we can look at the natal chart of that as well. So when I look at someone's astrology chart or their business chart to like recommend a marketing campaign or a place to focus for marketing, I usually look at their Mercury sign because it's the planet of communications. Mm -hmm. But what is your technique usually like for determining what the best place will be or the way for someone to focus their marketing efforts? Unfortunately, there are just certain things that every business needs to do in marketing. And people may not want to do them, but there are things that they must do, like send out emails or be on social media. And so these are the things where I don't necessarily look to astrology, but look to just very practical business experience, just because I have this the wealth of business experience. And so what I look to astrology basically is if somebody is having a hard time committing to writing emails or being on social media, I actually look at their elements to see what's missing in their elements and to help them create systems that fill in the gaps for those missing elements. Oh, I love that so much because the episode before this this is all about the elements. Yes, I love elemental astrology. It's such a great way to grasp how um, what our strengths are and what our weaknesses are. Because, you know, with business, like we all have to do finance, we all have to do marketing, we all have to do sales and operations. Most spiritual businesses love the creation aspect. But if we're only focusing on creation, there's so many things that are missing that will make an unstable business. So we have to create systems that are going to enable us either to outsource or to systemize so that we don't have to think about things that will be the, that'll serve as the leader when we're not really feeling up to being the leader in that aspect of our business. Mm-hmm. So you look at the elements to determine which one is weak and then what would you do with that information? Yes. So for example, if somebody had, um, let's see. Ah, this is a perfect example. I was just talking to, with a client yesterday who has a lot of water, a lot of emotional connection, and she has a lot of um, energy and planets in her sixth house, but she doesn't have a lot of earth. So her ability to bring things in the practical realm are very, very challenging for her. And so what I encouraged her to do was to create a kind of a a grid of spreadsheet of content that was emotionally connected, like problems that she saw her clients having, and to create bulk content around those subjects. Um, She works with a lot of um, pregnant women. And so one of the things she sees a lot of myths, she sees a lot of people spending more time 
searching for the perfect stroller versus getting prepared for birth. And so we were working on creating some a bunch of bulk content so that she could then assign to her VA to create and systemize it so she didn't have to touch any of the systems or the processes. All she had to do was create the content to emotionally connect with her clients because she had the missing earth element. Yes, I love that. And she still had to take the time to figure out the structure so she's not just like passing it all on to someone else. And she's aware of kind of what's going on with it, but then she doesn't have to worry about executing every single detail of it. Yes. And there was a little blockage right there too. (laughs) It's funny that you mentioned that because with this particular person's chart, I could see that she just didn't want to own the the process of the systems and so kind of helping her overcome that just through coaching and a little bit of tough love. Yes, I see that all the time as well <laughs> with business owners who they have like this great idea for a business that's really going to help people, but then they don't want to set up their newsletter or they don't want to set up a social media marketing campaign or whatnot because they don't want to be salesy. But ultimately, those things are so important. And I was actually just coaching my mom and starting her business. And she's like, how do you do all of these things? And I'm like, I just did it. Like, I didn't know how to set up a newsletter. I didn't know how to do any of this stuff, but I just did research and I figured out how to do it. And then I figured out how to make it work for me so I can make it consistent. But you have to be willing to take that first step and be like, I don't know how to do this and be like, I'm going to figure it out. I don't know how, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm going to find the answer somewhere. Yeah. And I think when people are really in tune with their purpose, when they finally have that fire in their being that says, I have this really valuable thing that people really need, like this offering that I need to bring in the world, that the world is losing out if they don't have what I have to offer. When people have that passion, nothing stops them. Or even if you realize you don't have enough money (laughs) and you need to get your business to work, then you will do what you need to do to figure out a way to do it. And the nice thing is there's so many people out there who've made it work. So right there, you have proof that it's possible. It's so possible. And so when, like, I feel like when I meet women who make all these excuses, I tell them, oh, maybe you just don't have the right purpose or passion yet. Because if you had the right purpose or passion, there would be nothing that would stop you. So true, because you just love doing it and you love the process of getting it out. And you'd want, like you said, you want people to experience it. Yes. And the world is losing out if you don't bring this thing into the world. Mm -hmm. And then that goes back into like the salesy. Like I totally understand why people don't want to be salesy, but when they have their purpose and their mission really aligned, they can talk about it in a way that's not pushy, that just really talks about how it's going to benefit and transform the person who's willing to invest in it. Yes. And I think that confidence piece comes into that as well, because when you realize that what you have to offer is something so valuable, then it's easy to express that to other people because you know why it's so great. So you're like, well, here, you guys, I made this for you. It's special. And don't you want it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But yes, that's exactly it. So your business is called New Moon Creative Co. So how does the moon fit into this idea of branding? Well, the moon, the thing that I love about the moon is its cycles. 
you know, I, I've also worked with a lot of women business owners who are just go, 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 go. And they are not really in tuned with the cycles of themselves or the moon. And then they end up self-sabotaging because they get really burned out. So this kind of got me fascinated with cycles of the moon and working with moon energy in our business so that we could arrange our lives with that moon energy. So there's times to take action, there's times to rest, there's times to commit. I've always been um, a new moon person, like creating rituals. Before I even discovered my framework for a little bit, I had a, um, I developed some new moon rituals for business that I, I really loved. And I was kind of sad when I didn't continue with that project. But the new moon name was kind of remnants of that energy that I love so much about the new moon, about being able to set intentions and planting the seeds. And that just kind of encompasses everything that I love about business. Yes. And the way that you're setting people up for their business is so intentional too. So that makes a ton of sense. Yes. The new moon is my jam. I love everything about the new moon energy. Me too. I was born on a new moon. So I know for me, sometimes I'll spend my whole day being like, okay, I need to get this done. I need to get this done. And then it'll get dark out (laughs) and I'll be like, just going, like nothing's going to stop me. Yes. Oh, that's such a beautiful time of month to be born. What tips would you have for someone who maybe they've already built their brand, but they don't really feel attuned to it? Like maybe they did at first, but now they're realizing it's not really them or it's not really the message they want to bring out, or maybe they changed the focus of their business. So how would you suggest that they make this switch? Gosh, yes. A a quick tip, like a, a really quick and easy tip is to look at your rising sign. If you're not going to, if you're not really ready to do a full rebrand and full assessment of your business, a really easy way to just kind of update things is looking at your rising sign and what your rising sign can, how I look at it with my astro branding framework, similar to you, is that this is your outward facing brand. This is your brand personality. This is who you need to be to your customers. So for example, like earlier, you're saying that my, my rising is Gemini and I need to be, what that means for me is that I need to be a teacher. I need to be a communicator. I need to be a great inspirer. That's because of some other aspects of my Gemini. So when you're looking at your rising sign, for example, if you're a Virgo rising, Virgo is very nurturing. So when you look at your brand, is your messaging being nurturing? Is your colors kind of more earthy, practical, like a Virgo? Or if your rising sign is Pisces, how can you bring more compassion and spirituality and waterness to your visual brand as well as your messaging? Those are quick and easy tips to align your brand to your astrology is by looking to your rising sign to just kind of align it better with your outward brand. Yeah. And you know, something I really love is sometimes I'll look at someone's business chart and they're already doing it. (laughs) Yeah. That's great when they are doing that. I love it when that happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know when I started my business, I had to create this whole new brand around it. And I was like, where do I even start? Because I was a branding designer and now I can do anything I want. There's no constraints or constrictions. That's the hardest. (laughs) That's the hardest, right? 
And then I'm like, what if I look at my business chart? And it told me exactly what to do. And it just felt so good. So you can go both ways. A lot of times, if you already have a business, you're probably in alignment with it. And I'm so surprised when I look at someone's chart and it's exactly what they do. Like that's the purpose of their business and it's already there. So just so cool how it reflects back the energy so well. And we might not even be aware of it. Yeah. We're sometimes, yeah, we're not even aware of it for, so for example, I do, um, mini astro brand readings this woman who had a great business beautiful site beautiful following but she one of her questions was she was having a difficult time getting people to commit and getting people to sign up for the, a free like a free call and so what we did was we looked at her rising sign and it turned out she indeed was a pisces and she had naturally already had very pisces colors she had this beautiful watery teal with a pop of coral it was a beautiful brand but her messaging was not compassionate at all. It was really more like tough love versus I've got your back kind of messaging. And all she did was change her um, the message in her hero image on her website and boom, it was like this instant thing. People started signing up just for just from a little change to one sentence on the hero of her website. It's so amazing how those super small shifts can make a huge difference. Yes. And she was she was just not completely aligned. She didn't know who she needed to be to her clients. Like she knew that she, you know, was serving them through um body work, but she didn't know that she needed to be to her clients compassionate and caring and sensitive. Yeah, I find your rising sign can be tough for some people because it isn't always something that comes out early in life, you kind of discover it over time. You discover who you are and what your identity is. And it's not something you're always intuitively drawn to in the beginning until you learn like, oh, this is who I am. And I remember when I discovered I was a Sagittarius rising, it just opened up this whole world to me because that's who I wanted to be. But I just didn't know that that's who I was meant to be. So I find even the rising sign can be so revolutionary to find out about yourself. Yeah. Interesting you say that because oftentimes if you haven't even had your Saturn return yet, right, you're technically an adult, but you still have the remnants of being a child. And a child is not really interested in most children are not really interested in what others perceive of them or what how others think of them. They're so centered themselves. And there's nothing good or bad about that. That's just kind of how life phases work. But as you get older, you start to become more aware of how how you are perceived to other people. And sometimes that's not the you're, you're realizing then it's not the same as who you think you are. And then that's where we have that realization about our rising sign and how how others perceive us. It's definitely a process of discovery. I think about how teenagers in high school, a lot of times they just like change their look. I know I had several different phases that I went through, different stores I used to shop at to kind of figure out who I was. And they never really felt quite right until I remember one day I was towards the end of high school and I dressed a little bit more like a hippie. (laughs) And that's kind of more Sagittarius rising, like flowy clothing and a little more like introducing elements of foreign cultures has to do with it as well. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I'm like, I think this is who I am. Weird. 
And I've learned to combine that with my Libra career line now too. So Libra is a lot more kind of basic shapes and colors. Um, so I have a little bit of both. Oh, beautiful. I have a little story to share about the Sagittarius rising. For the longest time, up until like really up until about a year ago, I thought I was a Sagittarius rising. Um, I had the birth the birth certificate information wasn't accurate. Oh no. I find like I identified as a Sagittarius rising for so long. I loved the fact that I was this double Sag. And I finally got my mom and I was like, Mom, was I born in the afternoon or in the wee like morning hours? And she's like, definitely in the afternoon. And so literally my life got turned upside down. I'm still coming to terms with being a Gemini rising. <laughs> Wow. But I'm seeing how it actually fits me much better. That's so crazy. I feel so bad. I've done a reading before for someone and later they tell me that wasn't the right time. And I'm like, oh no, I hope I didn't give you an identity crisis. (laughs) That's exactly what it was, identity crisis. Yeah, it's so serious. And this, you guys, is why I need your exact birth time. (laughs) I get emails a lot of like, do you really need the exact time? Yes. Yes, I really need it. (laughs) You really need it. (laughs) I feel like I could chat with you forever, um, but is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners about branding astrology? There is so much. I don't know how I could quickly share anything. Um, <laughs> I really would love everybody to take a moment and just look at their natal chart and see if they're really living aligned with all of those kind of archetypes of their signs, of their sun sign. Is Are you living to your core values and with your moon sign? Are you living with your truest intention, like your emotional needs in your business, because we all start businesses for a specific reason. And what is that reason? Are you really running your business for the right reason? And then your outer brand, making sure that archetype that your zodiac sign is in is really aligned with who you are being for your customers. When you, all of those three things are really aligned, your brand is going to be uniquely you. You don't have to compete. You're going to find your voice and you're just going to have this fire in you that just makes you unstoppable. Love that so much. Thank you so much for coming on, Leslie. This has been so interesting to get your take on branding astrology. And I love, love, love what you're doing. And I'm so happy you're combining these two fields in such an amazing way. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Before I let you go, I'd love to have you close out this episode by sharing a quote that has really inspired you. So there's a Latin proverb that I'm not going to bother saying in Latin because my pronunciation will be bad. Armies and universities use this quote a lot, but I find that it works for us in business as well. The interpretation I like is fortune favors the bold. So to me, what that means is that if you really want luck and the goddess of Fortuna on your side, take those actions that are a little bit scary, but are going to really help you grow. If you'd like to learn more about Leslie and her work as a brand navigator at New Moon Creative Co., you can check her out online at newmooncreative.co, as well as on Instagram and Facebook at New Moon Creative Co. You can also get access to her mini brand activator training to help you learn to stop working outside your natural element and activate your brand by becoming a patron and supporting the continued creation of this podcast at patreon.com slash the cosmic calling. 
for complete episode show notes and all of the links mentioned throughout this episode, check out soulshineastrology.com slash episode 33. For more information on astrology readings, reports, and classes to help you unlock your cosmic calling and to sign up to receive my weekly and monthly forecasts, check out soulshineastrology.com. You can also follow along elsewhere by searching for Soulshine Astrology on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review for The Cosmic Calling wherever you love to listen. And if you screenshot your review and email it to info at soulshineastrology.com, you'll receive a code to get 10% off an astrology reading or report. In our next episode, we're diving into the subject of getting and staying motivated to do your best work by looking at your Mars sign.